Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of PI, aka Parent Involved. I'm your host, Jamie, and thank you guys for tuning in for episode number eight. Today's episode topic is going to be supporting your children's hobbies and extracurricular activities. This topic, I did touch base on this a few episodes ago. This dives into how to find out what interests your kids have, and then how can you as a parent be involved, stay connected, and also just learn about what their main interests are. Now, before we get started, you guys can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and also on YouTube. I am at parentinvolve underscore pod on Instagram, and then at parentinvolve on YouTube and also on TikTok. So you guys can feel free to follow me there. And in the future, I will be having some video podcasts so you guys can see a little bit more if you're more of a visual person. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. So supporting your children's hobbies and extracurricular, there are different ways that you can be an encouragement to your children. The first thing, though, you would have to figure out what they like the most. So that's going to be number one. Communication is going to be key when you're figuring out what they enjoy, something that they really have a passion for. And the only way to really know if they do have a passion or a deep connection with a specific hobby or an extracurricular is you'd have to communicate. You have to have the open conversation and dialogue to know what their current interests are. So everyone knows your mind changes, especially in a teen or a child growing up. One day they like sports. The next day they like singing. It's just such a variety of things that go through a child's mind when they're growing up. So of course we can't, as parents, we can't dive into every single interest at the moment, but it is important that we have the conversation. What is it? about this hobby or what is it about this extracurricular activity that you like so that we can kind of understand as parents, is this something that is just kind of a fling? Is it something worth diving into a little bit more? Because of course, when you have those extracurricular or hobbies, sometimes, most of the time, they cost money and they cost you time. So you have to invest your time. You have to sometimes invest money in order to aid them so that they can participate in the hobby and they can also grow if it's an extracurricular activity to grow in that activity. So what we want to do as parents is we definitely want to encourage exploration. So talking to your children, finding out, you know, exactly what is it that interests them. If it's something positive, worth encouraging, then we have to make sure we encourage them to look around, we have to help them if they don't want to look or, you know, they're having trouble because they're just getting started. They don't have the resources to look and find that local class or a course. Then we have to, as parents, assist with exploring that opportunity. I mean, everything these days are on the internet, just at the touch of your finger on YouTube, TikTok, especially. I know with starting a podcast, I learned everything from TikTok. So from getting started all the way to just getting the setup, the equipment, what websites were, you know, going to help me understand or set up my podcast so that I can make sure that it gets out to all of the 
platforms so people can listen to it. So that was something that I had to research for myself. And so that's what you want to do is you want to make sure that they know where to find the information. Of course, back in the day, we had libraries, a lot of those things, you know, we we would go on computers and look up information, but it is so easy to find out more information about any type of activity or hobby in depth, just going on TikTok, especially. We all know about the, you know, the kids short attention spans because of TikToks and we know how short those videos can be, but they give so much information. I know for sure that I use it often. Anytime that I'm starting something new or if I come across something and I find it a, as, as an interest to me, I definitely look into it more. I want to know people's experiences. I want to hear about, you know, what they went through, what they wish they would have known when they first started. So that's that's the kind of things that we have to make sure that our children are aware of and that they if they really do have a passion, then they will definitely do that, you know, take the time to do that research, to listen to other people's experiences, to see, you know, what can I do based on what the information that they give me. So that's going to be key as far as number one, we want to encourage their exploration. We want to make sure that they take the time out to find out exactly what is needed if they want to start the hobby or continue the hobby or make the hobby or extracurricular grow. And then next, again, listen and communicate would be another topic that we want to make sure that we are always paying attention when they mention things. We can't just automatically assume that it's going to be something temporary for our child because we really don't know and they really don't know. Most of their lives, they're just trying to find what fits them. They're trying to find out what they love, what they like. So it's very common for kids to change their major in college. So that's something that if you're not paying attention, communicating or listening, or if you haven't given your children the opportunity to explore different hobbies or activities, then they they don't know exactly what they want to do, what they want to be, or just what their main interests are because they're they're still finding their way and they're now they're grown-ups. So we have to make sure that while they're still children, that they're exploring all of the options out there, you know, whether it's going to remain a hobby or if it could end up being a career. So I, I do have my oldest child, which is very she has always been naturally talented with drawing. Just, you know, she could see a picture on the side and then draw it based on the picture being there, not tracing it, just, you know, looking and matching it to another piece of paper. So I always encouraged her, you know, try animation, take an animation class, a drawing class, art class, something of that sort. So you can get an idea of how they train you to become better. You know, that was something that I just, I really was in awe when I used to see her drawing because my drawings, just considering for myself, I definitely, I cannot draw well at all. Not even if I wanted to draw a person, a face, it's very difficult for me because my hand-eye coordination, I mean, just drawing a straight line is difficult for me. And she knows that very well. But just drawing a straight line, parting hair in a straight line, it's always been difficult. And I think it has to do with that hand and eye coordination. But when I see her draw a picture just freehand and just looking, she doesn't know how naturally talented that is. But it's always something that I've encouraged her to just take a class or two, you know, you have electives that you have to take anyways for high school. And so that was one of the classes that she was in and she got an A in it. 
So I don't know if she'll continue with it, but it was something that I thought was very important because if you know your child has a natural talent, it's best to try to get them to see if it's something that they want to grow further because they're already halfway there with the natural talent. But you want to get them to grow. You want to help them to grow. And that was my way of trying to see if that would help her grow interest in it. But I don't think that she got too interested in it, which is fine. But I think that's very important that if you notice, you watch your children, you pay attention to the things that they do, then you'll realize, you know, that could be something that could lead to something further or something deeper than just a hobby. Um, It could be end up being a career. You just never know. And also, it's important just to be open about what they bring to your attention. It's very common to just think, oh, here you go with another idea. Oh, you've already tried this. Now you're jumping over to this. And I think we should not discourage. I mean, there's so many things in the world that a person, just one person can be. And I think limiting them is just very saddening. When I look at a lot of children out there, football is their main focus. Basketball is their main focus. But there's so many other sports, doesn't even have to be a sport. But when I look at so many individuals that I've known, that's their main focus, football, basketball. It's always been that way for a lot of individuals. And I mean, I used to push my daughter towards golf. So when I researched golf a long time ago, I would say around 2000, I would say 2013, 2014, I had a coworker that was giving me information. You know, her son played golf and she said, it's easy to get a scholarship in golf because there's not that many people that play it like competitively. So when you look at how many kids around the world are competing, trying to be, trying to get drafted, trying to get noticed in high school so they could get a scholarship to college, trying to get noticed by the NBA or the NFL because, you know, while they're in college against all of those other college graduates. But then you have a small pool of people that are competitively playing golf. That's something that you have to make sure that you encourage them to try, in my opinion, that you encourage them to try other sports, tennis, golf, swimming, All of those sports that you don't normally hear about, because, of course, basketball, NFL, that's it's always very lively and everyone's paying attention. You know, when it's season, football season, when it's basketball season, everyone's tuned in. But then you have that small little network that's over there tuning in, you know, to the to the golf (laughs) or to the tennis, you know. So it's definitely something to think about when you have a child and you're in an area, especially when you're in a specific area, if they have something other than just one specific sport, I think you should try to urge them to try different ones, not just focus on the main ones that are so overwhelmingly saturated. I wouldn't say saturated, but it is very competitive because there's so many individuals out there. That's their goal. That's their ticket. You know, that's the what they have their vision focused on because that's that's what they know it's sometimes it's all they know Um, they don't have any people around them that play a different sport so they're focused on the sport that they know so I think it's very important that you want to make sure that you're open they're 
especially the kids, that they're open to trying other sports or other activities. So once you understand, you know, once you listen and you communicate it, you understand your child better and you know that this is something that they at least should be given the opportunity to try. You know, of course, some things don't lead to anything more than just an experience and which is fine. I think everyone, there's so many things in the world that your child should at least experience if it's safe, you know, if it's something that they enjoy, then by all means, if you're capable of investing in that for them to have that experience, it's very important to have that. So what you have to do when it's time, you know, when the opportunity comes, you would have to definitely provide resources. So with resources, you would have to make sure to get them enrolled in a class. You can't expect, you know, a child to, okay, they have a hobby, but then they don't have any any way to express that passion. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't have a class, you know, with an instructor that's knowledgeable in the area. So it's hard for them to grow. It's hard for them to understand more than just the basic of what they already know. And it's hard for them to know if that is something that they would want to continue in the long run. If it's going to be a hobby um, that turns into, you know, could be professional. So you just never know. And they would never know unless they're given the opportunity and the resource to try it out and to learn it more in depth. Providing resources also comes with the same enrolling in classes. There's so many classes out there. Um, Like I said, with my daughter, with her drawing just freely, I mean, she could have drawn like that, you know, her her whole life. But what I did was when I helped her create her schedule for high school, I just saw that there was an animation. It was actually an honors animation, but I felt like she could do the basics and she was very book smart. So I felt that even though it was a step above just a regular art one on one, that she would be able to, you know, learn exactly what they were trying to teach her and that she would be able to mimic exactly what they were trying to teach her. So that class, it definitely went well for her. But like I said, it wasn't something that she just would come home and say, oh, I love, you know, my animation class is is just so great. It, It never became that kind of conversation with her. So that's how I knew, you know, even though she could draw, it wasn't one of her interests to continue or to pursue it further. But I still felt that just getting her enrolled in the class that it was something that wasn't going to take away her time. It was a part of her school curriculum. So it wasn't something that was just, you know, added, took away anything that she still had going on or that she had interest in. It never took away from that. It just added to her experience in life. And, you know, if she ever decided in the future, like, man, that one class, I did learn this. I could go and, you know, try to learn more down the road. So it's something that gave her a baseline is how I felt the experience the, the experience was and that the experience could have been for her. So, of course, after you've enrolled them in classes or you provided the resources, the next thing is allocating time. Allocating time is going to be really important for the parent that's involved because, of course, the kids have so much time. They don't have a job. They just have school and it becomes difficult when you're not involved. So if a parent is involved and they're allocating their time, making sure, okay, we're going to set out this time, you know, either twice a week, you're going to go to this class, I'll be taking you to class, or you're going to go online and you can, you know, have an instructor 
uh, teach you this, but it is definitely going to be important that you set time aside to be to make sure that they get access to what they want to do. So if it's a hobby, it's something that usually they want to do for fun. So if it's, you know, after school on the weekend, then definitely you would still want to be involved to see how they're doing. If you have to take them to the class or if you have to make sure they have access on the internet, then that's something you have to do extra on top of just being at home or providing the food, providing the the roof over their head. You definitely have to put that extra time, extra effort into just making sure that they can get access to that extracurricular or that hobby that they've been interested in. The next suggestion is setting realistic goals. So when you have a child that has an interest in something, so of course we cannot indulge in some of the things. Like I said, if a hobby is safe, if a hobby sounds interesting, you know, if it's something that they, that the child has just expressed, you know, deep interest in, you've researched it, you know that it's safe, you know that it could be, you know, something that could help build character. You just never know. You don't want to count out anything. Even if your your mind is, you know, boxed in, you have never thought of something and would never do a specific activity. It's still your child, you know, is their life and they deserve to experience more than just going to school, the basic sport, um, you know, the basic basketball, football, it's important for them to try different hobbies. So you just want to make sure though, that when they do have a goal or they do, you know, have a suggestion, like I want to try out, I would say, what if if they do have a goal, like trying out an example would be like ant farming. I don't know. I just put that out of the air, but let's say your child is like, okay, I want to try to build an ant farm. (laughs) So I think setting a realistic goal is important. If your child does not like bugs, but they want an ant farm and they want to, you know, they have to feed it. They have to, I don't, I'm not really even sure what the ant farm, everything that's included. I don't even know how you get the ants in there. I don't even know, but, <laughs> but I think it's very important that we, we can't, of course, a lot of parents aren't going to do it anyway, but we can't just indulge in some goals that are just, they're just not realistic. So if it's something that, like I said, research is very important. If it's something that they've took time to research, to learn about, and it's something that they feel like they would allocate their time to. So it's important, you know, not just as a parent, you're dedicating your time. It's also the child's responsibility to allocate their time. So of course, they would have to be motivated. So they have to have that self-motivation to complete the hobby. So if it's something that takes work, they have to be dedicated. And really, you, you'll you know your child more than anyone else. You know if they get tired of things quick. Because I know, you know, with the family dog, I'm the main one that does a lot for them. <laughs> so I'm the main one that does a lot for our family dog. But I know my daughter, they were, my, well, my kids, they wanted a hamster at one point, a guinea pig. and just, you know, pets, different pets that you end up taking care of. You only know by experience, though. Of course, you know, for years I had my child asking for a pet, but then it ended up that I was taking care of it. So you just wouldn't know. Some kids might go the distance. 
some, of course, they're growing up, they're going through stages and you just never know. But I don't think that it's I don't think we should count out every kid that, you know, says, oh, I want a pet. I want a cat. I want a dog. And we can't just automatically assume like, yeah, okay, when you become a teenager, you're not worried about no pets. You're worried about, you know, going to your school dances or going to football games or whatever, you know, mingling with your friends. We just never know. So I don't think anyone should be counted out of those experiences. It's definitely important to build a character growing up. So the last suggestion in supporting your children's hobbies and extracurricular activities would be just being supportive overall. It's very important that when you're listening, you're communicating, having that open dialogue with your kid about what their interests are. Um, You know, even if it's when they're in college and they're like, look, I know I was going to be a lawyer, but I've decided, you know, I figured it out that I really enjoy dissecting frogs. You know, I don't know. (laughs) But if it's something that they just, they figure it out along the way, it's understandable because not everyone is going to be on a straightforward path, narrow-minded. They're not going to venture out or not going to think outside the box. So not everyone is going to be that way. And it's important that you just be supportive as a parent Um, Like I said, this podcast is about being a parent involved. So the only way and really the best way to be involved is to be supportive, especially when they become of age, when they're starting to make their own decisions, their own choices. We have to be just very mindful that they are growing into their own person, that they're going to do at the end of the day you know, what they want to do. Of course, our job is to make sure that they're safe, protected, and have the information they need to succeed. Now, what they do with that information, it is going to be solely up to them. We cannot force them. We don't want them to hate us at the end of the day and say, you know, I could have been this or I could have did that. Definitely, that's not the route that any parent wants to go. So being supportive would be just the main Number one thing when it comes to finding out and encouraging and supporting your child's hobbies and extracurricular, that is going to help build a stronger relationship with you and your child. And then also whenever they do decide finally in life that they have, you know, a special hobby that keeps them motivated, that keeps them interactive with the world, doesn't keep them secluded, and they just have something to keep their mind busy. I think that's very important as well when it comes to having a hobby. We don't want our children to be depressed. We don't want them to be lonely. We want them to have that special thing, that special activity, that special hobby that just helps them clear their mind or just reset when things are crazy in their lives, they can have something to go to, you know, something that they've grown up to love, something that they've just decided it was their go-to to just vent if they needed to. So I hope this helps you guys as far as how you can be more supporting in your children's hobbies and extracurricular activities. And if you guys have any questions, definitely reach out to me on Instagram at parentinvolved underscore pod. I definitely enjoy hearing other parents' point of view. That's what this podcast is about, just keeping an open dialogue. Of course, no one parent 
no parent is going to do the same as another parent. Everyone has their own way of parenting. And these are just my experiences, what I've learned along the way with three children, ranging all the way from an adult right now to a five-year-old. So definitely hope this helped someone. And if you have any questions, reach out. Thank you guys again for listening in and you have a great day.